0: So welcome to the recap of weeks 19 and 20. Um, as you might be able to hear from the background, it's uh, a beautiful sunny day in Northern Ireland, in Belfast, while I'm recording this. Um, so I thought I would bring it out into the sunshine. Um, so I'm sitting, enjoying the sunshine uh, and the splendour of all that is around us. Um, as we do this, and so you'll hear the birds, you'll hear the dog probably and various cars go back past the back of the house. Um, but I think it's, uh, it's Jesus who says that um, we worry and we think about things and look at the, the beauty of all that we see around us and the splendor of the lilies and the field and the birds. And King Solomon wasn't even, in all his splendor, wasn't even as beautiful as all of this. So I thought I would come out into the garden. Um, because we're talking about King Solomon, I thought I would be surrounded by those things that even he, and all his splendor, and as we read through the story, we see all about him. Not even he is as, as wonderful and as... Uh, splendid as all that we get to see around us but that's just a little bit to tell you why you'll hear all the noises in the background we are talking about this kind of passing of the throne from David to Solomon Uh, and so we see David actually dies he died during week 18 Um, no sorry he died actually during week 19 um, day 132 and so we saw that, we saw that his preparation for the temple, we uh, saw the numbering that all, of all that he did and this kind of battle between his two sons one more than the other um, to try and get the throne and David passes it on to Solomon and then uh, in week 20 we begin to see Solomon's Solomon's reign starting his final words from his father David we see he's Solomon as he takes over and all that he seeks to do including the temple including um, the dedication of that including his prayers about that and God's words to Solomon and then we finish week 20 by this song of songs which is a, an interesting book um, one you may enjoy or one you might just find a little bit weird um, it's quite hard when it's done in an audio format to get all the different parts um, if you read it in your Bible you'll see there's various different parts to it there's there's men there's women there's a narrator as well um, and so, if if you find that one a little bit hard, I, I was trying my best to put on slightly different voices. I was trying to get my wife to uh, read one of the parts and read the woman's part. Um, but that'll maybe next year we'll re-record it. Um, or if somebody would like to do that, um, we could join in. You could send me a little audio file of you reading the, the the female parts, and we could try and make a little uh, special audio version of that. Um, but yes, it's it's a little bit easier to follow along um, as you're reading. Um, but there is so much again we could look at in these couple of weeks there's so much that's happened there are so many interesting stories and interesting ways we can look at it we could look at David's final words we could look at this dedication of the temple um, but one thing I want to look at quickly is the very first thing that Solomon does um, when he gets the throne we of course see that the The first idea of the temple um, was portrayed in the idea of the tabernacle, which we dealt with um, weeks ago now. Um, The idea of this tabernacle, that it was going to be where God placed among his people, this was the the kind of God's flesh and bones if you want to put it that way God's building within the, his people um, day 114 it was um, we're told in Second Samuel 7 1st Chronicles 17 that David won't actually get to build that as much as he wants to as much as he has he's seen and, and been involved with the tabernacle he wanted to build a permanent place for God but he's told in day 114 that he won't build it because he has shed so much blood but David prepares for it and actually then realizes and is told by God that his son will build it and then starts to prepare and build up all the resources for that um, and then we have Solomon who's given the charge to build it and told that he will carry on his his father David's desires and wishes to build this temple uh, and then in 1 Kings 3 chapter 16 to 28 we see this story which I'm going to look at um, for this recap which is Solomon's great wisdom. Um, previous to this, Solomon had been appeared to in a dream by God and asked if, if, if he had one thing, if he had one wish almost of what he would like, if he could ask for one thing from God and be given it, what would he ask for? And rather than choose gold, rather than choose riches, rather than choose the uh, expansion of his kingdom, he choose, chooses wisdom and discernment to govern the people and govern them correctly. He says, I'm only a youth um, so I need, I need wisdom, I need discernment, I need sound guidance uh, to, uh, to lead to this people of yours. And so because he asks for that, God blesses him, not only with wisdom and discernment, not only with, with help in that sense, but he gives him the riches and the honour and the, the power. And we're told that no king ever was like him or was again. Um, but the first thing that he does is this judgment, a, a very interesting story. Uh, and we're coming up with prostitutes again. We dealt with them in one of the other recaps. Um, the Bible shies away from nothing. Um, these two women who were prostitutes came to the king and stand before him. One of them says to him, oh, uh, I was, My son was born to me and three days later this other woman, she had a son and since then her son died and mine didn't. Mine was fine and she swapped him over and I woke up one morning and saw that this baby that was lying beside me wasn't actually mine. But this woman says that it was mine. And so they have this dispute. And it's interesting that the, they're two prostitutes. And that's just not a, something just to make the story a bit little, a little bit more exciting. And, and it's not just something for us today to go, Oh, the Bible talks about prostitutes. Uh, this was really, uh, in essence, to show Solomon's wisdom. Because as we've read before, if you wanted something, if you wanted to go to court, you needed a witness. You needed someone to arbitrate between you. You needed someone to, to help the judge judge fairly and rightly and when these two prostitutes come of course they wouldn't have that of course they don't have husbands of course there's no one else involved because not only was a prostitute something to be avoided um, well, to, to be avo- yeah, yes to be avoided um, it was something that wasn't good. it wasn't somebody that had a, a solid home a solid family um, in that society even and so they had no backup they had no one to come alongside them. They had no husband to back them up. They had no witness to come along and try and help the king judge in this instance. But no, it was just one person's word against another. And they come before the king and get the audience and say this story about the one one baby dying and one baby being living and the, the claim over who that belongs to. And if this ordinarily was a, a was a court in the right sense, they would have a witness. And this would be very easy. And So that's the reason it's prostitutes. It's this fact that there's there's no one else involved in this. It's literally one person's word against another and Solomon had, had a number of options. He was king we, we don't know why exactly these prostitutes got to his stage But you can imagine uh, in the sense of this story or, or parable about Solomon's wisdom that these were here to show just how how Discerning and how wise he was he had some options though He could have just told them to get out and sort out between themselves He could have picked one of them over the other uh, and simply given them the child. You know, he was in the right to do that. He was king and they would have had to have done what he said. Um, But no, he does this very interesting thing. He says, bring me a sword. So, of course, the king's brought a sword. Solomon's brought a sword and he says, cut the living boy in half and give one half to one woman and the other half to the other. And we see this beautiful scenario play out then because the woman whose son was alive spoke to the king because she felt great compassion for her son so rather than see the boy be cut in two Um, of course we know from the story that Solomon probably wasn't going to do that but that was the threat and that was the king's right to even do that he could have chopped the boy in two and given half to each Um, and so this woman who had great compassion says no Rather than the boy die, rather than him be cut into, give him to the other woman because I I want to see him live. I want to see him well. I don't want to see him killed. And the other one says, no, nope, cut him into. I I would rather have a half than nothing at all, or just to spite, just to see this other woman not have a son either, out of hatred or spite or fear or whatever emotions all wrapped up in there. She says, no, cut him up. And so King Solomon then knows who the true mother is. And says, give the boy to the one who said to give him away. Because she has, she has, she is his rightful mother. And we're told then that all Israel hears about this judgment. And all stand in awe of the king because they see that God's wisdom was in him to carry out justice. And so it's this beautiful story of seeing not only God's promises to Solomon beforehand. And, and asking him what would he want. But then actually pouring that on him and bestowing that on him. So really has nothing to do with prostitutes it's nothing to do about babies it's nothing to do about arguments but this was a a parable to show that God's promises were coming true in Solomon and through Solomon and that Solomon was able to to diligently uh, and discerningly discernfully use his no that's not discernation to use his wisdom well and right and to govern properly and of course that applies, we can apply that to all all the things that we do not to act rashly but to act wisely to act with discernment to act in a proper and right way Um, and we can apply this passage in all those ways and we can also apply it by saying well God's promises do come true they are faithful Solomon got what he wished for Solomon was granted this by God and God is using Solomon to lead these people well and right and in justice and so that's the thought for today um, that's the recap just over that that story um, if you have any questions or queries um, Send them through to me email me um, I Hope you've been enjoying it uh, as we've been going through 20 weeks now is up and that's uh, Incredible we're over a third of the way through and so keep going uh, even if you've fallen behind keep at it. it it doesn't it's not a, a race It doesn't have to be done in a year these will be put up in a year um, and so to those of you who are going along on track well done and continue in continuing that way if you're struggling at the minute that's fine don't feel any pressure don't feel any uh, guilt over that but just uh, keep on going um, thank you again for listening